Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of Buy the Books. And I'm here today with an amazing guest that I consider not only an awesome resource, but a great friend, Christine Sager with Sager Financial Coaching. I have to tell the what I think is a funny story about what happened the first time we had lunch together. We went to a taco joint up the street and as I'm standing in line, you had already gotten a table. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in line to order food and someone that worked there approached me and complimented my shoes. Like, all right. And this is a guy. I was like, thanks. A little strange, but all right, thanks. And I was wearing heels. So I order my food, go over to the drink area. You told me where you were sitting. So I waved at you, went to the drink area. I'm getting my drink. The same guy approaches me again and again starts talking about my shoes. And now I'm getting a little creeped out. (laughs) And the same thing had happened to you, right, Right. before I got there. He actually followed me through the line at that point. (laughs) I thought I I was trailing something behind me. I'm looking around. What's on my feet? Am I bringing mud in? (laughs) So I'm starting to get a little ticked off now. (laughs) So I just outright asked him, like, do you have a foot fetish or something? And he kind of chuckled and was like, yeah. And I'm like... (laughs) Okay, so then I'm on a tangent, like, I got to find the manager, something needs to be done about this. So I remember sitting down at the table to drop all my stuff and saying, we've got a foot fetish alert over here. (laughs) Right, which I never would have gone to. I was like, why is So that didn't even, like, come across your mind? never. So I go get the manager. He comes to the table to talk to both of us, and we're telling him what had just happened. And I mean, he was mortified, but he told us, he said, um, he said that employee is actually part of our special needs program and he probably actually just likes your shoes. (laughs) So I felt a little bad because I was really upset about it. So the manager was so funny though. He said, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with customers over the 20 years that I've been in restaurant business, but this one takes the cake. Right, (laughs) right. So anyway, that was the funny story of how Christine and I Bonded over our first lunch. Like that was the best icebreaker he could possibly have for meeting someone for the really the first time. So tacos and foot fetishes. I feel like you and I need to go shoe shopping together now. Right. Because you did have great shoes on. Oh well thank you. Never would I, never have I ever. I know, exactly. So anyway, that was my little funny story about how Christine and our relationships got started. (laughs) But you have another great story that you told me that day that, I mean, it almost brought me to tears when you told me you've been in wealth management for 20 Mm -hmm. plus years, but there came a point when you realized I want to coach people on my own that really no one else will help. Right. So tell that story because it's so great. Yeah. I think our listeners Thanks so should much. hear it. Thanks so much. So I was in wealth management at Merrill Lynch for 20 years. Um, I started the day after I graduated from college. And when we relocated from Atlanta to Dallas because of my husband's job, I retired at that point and I did the stay-at-home mom gig. And I was treasurer of the PTA and um, 
so I could do my numbers and budgets. And I, um, so then I decided to go back to work part-time and I thought, well, I'll just dip my toes back in the brokerage world. And so I found a little firm that would hire me part-time and I got back in. Um, and we had a, a really super chance encounter with a woman who came in because she wanted to move her retirement assets over to be managed. And she came in by herself. Um, and it was pretty apparent after maybe 15 minutes of sitting down talking to her that things were way heavier than just moving assets over. Mm. Um, her husband had extremely irregular but extraordinary income, and they also had a ton of debt. Um, and you could see it was weighing on her, and it was really the more she talked, the more I felt her just – she really was there for help, I felt like. Mm. And so because um, when they had moved, they didn't have, they dipped into retirement money to um, to move and um, were dipping into retirement money um, for living expenses on the lean months. And so she didn't really have the minimums to to come to the firm to work with them. And that's normal in the, in the investment world. Um, they all have their minimums and if you don't meet them, you really don't have a chance. So, um, so she left and the partners went to lunch and I literally started Googling how to help people with irregular income, how to help people get out of debt. Um, I went down this huge rabbit hole because the term financial coach kept coming up. And so I went down that rabbit hole and I found a certification program and literally put it in the shopping cart. I wrote a Jerry Maguire manifesto <laughs> so that before they came back from lunch, I had all but signed up for a certification course and and created a new division of the firm to um, to help people to get them back on their feet so they can begin building wealth and then they become a you know you move them over to the investment side and I felt like it was a win win nice. because I'd seen people turned away year after year um, because of the industry and so um, it really wasn't to be in that business model and I completely understand and so um, COVID hit and I ended up parting ways with the company and as soon as school my kids went back to school. I got certified and I launched on January 1st. And Lindsay, when I launched, it's so funny now, I launched on January 2nd with a Facebook post. I had no business cards, no pipeline, no connections in Texas. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think a lot of people have this problem and um, they're gonna come to me. And wow, <laughs> so that was the launch of my my entrepreneur career, and I didn't even know. I'd been in corporate for 20 years, so everything was done for me. Everything was at my fingertips, and now it's me. And the weight of that really didn't settle in for a couple weeks. Um, and so I joined Master Networks. Pretty early on, I was invited, which was a godsend because I, um, I started creating, making connections and, and creating my, I call it filling my boat, creating my pipeline, right, um, of people. But I also um, will read anything I can get my hands on that has to do with running a business um, or being in this space now because it's so new to me. And so I totally geek out when I find a concept that I can apply to my personal life, I can apply to my business, and I can use it as a coaching tool. And that's why I'm super excited today to talk to you. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about goal setting and making an action plan and how to track that all. Okay. I'm going to totally... I'm going to get a little passionate about okay, this. Okay, that's perfect. That's good. All I right, like good. That. Thank you. So what is the most important thing that especially business owners need to know about goal setting? Yeah, so I, I feel like it's super important to, to start at the very basics with most people have a mission statement, which is how you're going to run your business, mm -hmm. but a vision statement is just a couple short sentences of how you're going to blend your future self your mm. personal life and how your business is going to support that. So for instance, by uh, January 1st of 2023, I want to be making $10,000 and I want to have a catalog of online courses and I want to be coaching one-on-one -on -one so that 
I'm able to hire the business coach that I want and I can hire a social media VA. And I also will have more freedom of time and money in my personal life so that we can split our time between Florida and Texas and we can travel a lot more. So that's a, um, that's a great vision statement because it is a vision for the future that blends your personal life and how your business is going to um, support that. And how specific should people get with that? With the vision statement, I feel like it can be a little bit broad. Um, as long as it's measurable and you're you're blending those two things and you have a couple sentences, who, what, where, when, and how, right? But I feel like once you've created that vision statement, it's so much easier to set goals mm. for yourself. And you can just extrapolate a go the goal piece, which is I want to be making $10,000 a month. This is completely hypothetical. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to give you all a tip. Um, a very wise plumber in my Master Networks chapter recently said that he sets quarterly goals and not oh. annual goals. And a light bulb went off and I went down a rabbit hole on that for an entire day because I set a New Year's resolution. It's gone by February. It's gone from my head. It's mm -hmm. gone from my life. It does not exist anymore. <laughs> but if you can do this in quarterly chunks, mm. it makes it so much more actionable, reachable, doable, mm. right? And so um, the main thing with setting a goal, I think the most important thing is that it has its time bound. And again, if you're going to do this in quarterly chunks in the next three months, we're going to X. Mm -hmm. um, it should be measurable. I want to double my revenue. I want to increase my revenue by 50%. I want to increase my leads by 50%. Anything, right? Um, so it needs to be actionable. It needs to be measurable. And there needs to be a time frame. Also, it's super important that you make it a little bit of a stretch. Mm. We don't have to go for... Uh, gold here. But if you can make it a little bit of a stretch, make it a little bit outside your comfort zone, I think that's the key to making a good goal. And I mean, think about it. You do this in your personal life. You might want to lose 20 pounds. You might want to save 10 extra thousand dollars in your emergency fund this year. We're doing this in our personal lives and in our business lives. And it's pretty much the basis for my coaching program too. So I think goal setting is super important. Have you ever read that book, The Slight Edge? I have not, but I'll put it on my list. You should, because okay. it's so pertinent to this topic. Is it? He actually takes big goals uh -huh. down to a daily goal. Yes, so that's where we're going to come into the action plan. Yes. Oh, okay, Yeah, nice. that's a perfect segue. So, um, yeah, I'll have to put that on my so list. So one too. thing that is, his big goal is always to be learning and educating himself. Yeah. So he talks about in the book how instead of trying to say, I'll read X number of books a mm -hmm. month or a year, he takes it down to a daily goal of 10 pages a day. And no right. matter what's going on in his life, he reads 10 pages a day. Right. And so that's basically the premise of the book is that you're just every day improving in whatever area you want to grow just a little bit. Yeah. And he was talking about the exponential growth right. over time. Yes, yes, that is that is a key. Because if you're improving yourself 1% every day, mm -hmm. day over day, your growth and it's baby steps, right? That lead yes. to a huge transformation. And I, again, super passionate about this whole thing. Um, and so when you're, once you set your goals, you create your action plan, right? And your mm -hmm. action plan is pretty similar. What's going to get you to that goal? So mm -hmm. if it's, um, you want to add 20,000 to your savings over the year, that's pretty easy. You want to add 5,000 uh, per quarter. And so how are you going to get there? You're going to track your spending. You're going to tighten up your budget. Anything that will help you get there. Um, if it's in your business, if you want to increase your leads by 50%, how are you going to get there? You could set, um, and again, it needs to be actionable. It needs to be timeframes, 
you can assign it to a team member. If it's something that like, if you have a, a social media VA and you want to increase your social media presence, you're passing that off. Mm. You tell them the goal and, and what you want and, and you trust that they're going to make that happen for you. So, um, that's your action plan. And, and you want it to be a few actions that are going to support that goal. You know, if too many, and it's going to get complicated too few, and it probably won't support your goal very well, but, um, really your action plan is the, is the crux of the whole thing. And, um, so do you have an example you can pull from, from your own life or yeah. with your clients where you have seen this work to achieve a goal that you may have not otherwise achieved in the weight loss journey? You know, um, you, you set a goal. I want to lose 20 pounds. How are you going to do that? I'm going to track, you know, I'm going to do my macros. I'm going to work out four times a week. You, you put it down. I'm going to track my macros daily. I'm going to work out four times a week. I'm going to cut out refined sugar for the next 12, mm -hmm. 12 weeks. Um, it works with, in finance, it, the numbers are the numbers. That makes it so much easier when mm. you're dealing with finance, right? Right. Um, and really it has to do with oh, just sorry. being super, super intentional and super disciplined with, you, you set your budget, you live within your budget, and then we're gonna talk about tracking in a minute. And really tracking is the key to all of this. And I love the action plan for, in my business, because I, I was spinning my wheels. In January and February, again, I had no idea what I was doing. I would sit there and be like, I should be doing 20 things. I had no idea what those were. <laughs> um, and until I got to the point where um, I learned how to track and I had a really epically terrible week. Um, it was probably a couple months ago. So it was so bad. I woke up in the middle of the night cringing over a couple of things because my motto when I started this business, business is to do it messy, but just do it. Do it. Like we're not waiting for perfect conditions. We are not waiting for X, Y, and Z. We're going to do it. Um, cause I always say talking ain't doing, um, <laughs> I say it to my husband I like a lot. That. <laughs> talking ain't doing. So, um, poor grammar and all. Um, so <laughs> tracking is really important because um, after my epically terrible fail of a week, I had major fails. Um, I said on Friday afternoon, I was still wallowing in it. And I said, I'm going to write this down in my little notebook that I keep every week with notes in it. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to release it. And I wrote down everything I failed on that week or that I felt like I was less than, but then right under it, I kept going. What did I do? Well, though, mm. then I wrote it. What can I do different? And so that has become a weekly habit for me on Fridays. And I set my goals for the following week. That's awesome. On Friday afternoon, while it's still fresh, while I'm still thinking about, oh, we didn't get to this this week. Mm -hmm. I can hit the ground running on Monday morning. That's been a huge game changer for me in my business. Um, and so tracking is really, really important. If one of your action steps is to have seven or eight face-to-face -face meetings a week, how are you tracking that? Are you keeping mm -hmm. a calendar? Are you keeping track of that? If you're supposed to be making 10 sales calls a day, get your paper and pen, make your hash marks. You made your 10 sales calls. It creates intentionality and accountability. Mm. And when we start living intentionally, it is a game changer yes. for your business, for your personal life. It's intent. It's super important for my coaching clients too. When we're living with intentionality, we are all in. And so we're tracking our steps. Who Everyone's tracking their steps on their iPhone. We're tracking our macros. We're tracking our bank accounts, um, tracking our budgets. All of these things add to that big goal. Mm -hmm. And so um, the, the major piece of all of this is that you can set a vision and you can set a great goal and you can set the world's best action plan, but 
and you can track that. But if you don't have commitment, none of it was all for naught. Mm. Commitment is what gets you out of bed when the alarm goes off and you you were beat down the day before and it's pouring down rain outside. But you know what? You throw a, a prayer of gratitude up and you hop out of bed because you get to go work in a business that you love and that you have created from the ground up. That's good. Instead of, I have to go to work today, I'm hitting snooze and I'm rolling mm. over, right? And so I think that the commitment piece ties all of it in together and is the, is the most important key to all of it. It reminds me, some of the points you brought up remind me of another book that I read called The Four Disciplines of Execution. Okay. Have you heard of that one? I have heard of that one, uh-huh. So there's, in that book, emphasizing um, tracking, see if I can get this right, lead measures versus lag measures. Correct, correct. So in the weight loss example, right. if you're talking about tracking your weight, mm -hmm. well, that's a lag measure because correct. by the time you step on the scale, correct. Everything you've done yeah. up to that point has already happened. Right. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. Versus tracking lead measures, mm -hmm. which is instead of saying, I'm going to lose 15 pounds, you're saying, I'm going to eat X number of mm -hmm. calories. Right. I'm going to exercise this amount of time every day or right. every week. So those are the lead measures that ultimately affect the lag measure, which is losing weight. Right. So, so if you want to have eight face-to-faces a week, you have to, if you do not get those on Friday, what, what happened? That was, that's the, that's the lag. Yes. The lead is you have to make the calls the week before right. to set your appointment for the next week. Right. So really it, 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 and it is about being super intentional. And so it's about being proactive versus reactive. Right. And so the more you can be intentional and proactive and you have your day set. So mm -hmm. in a quarter, in a quarterly goal planning session, truly, if you like a 12 weeks, even you're condensing time mm. because you're, you're bringing months down into a week and days, you know, weeks down into a day. Yes. And so when you're intentional and you have your, your action plan, you know what you're supposed to be doing and you do it mm -hmm. right. Because thoughts lead to actions and actions lead to results. There you as go. Jazz I Wilson like always says. Yeah. It also reminded me of a podcast episode I recorded a few weeks ago with Robert Ellis. Okay. Um, and if you haven't watched it, you should okay. because I think a lot of your ideas align. Okay. Um, our topic was how to develop a healthy relationship with failure. Okay. And he mentioned some of the same things you did about examining when you have a failure, examining mm -hmm. that failure, but looking at it objectively. Like mm -hmm. feel the feelings of defeat, yeah. let, let those feelings yeah. happen, don't suppress that. But then work through it objectively mm -hmm. to look at it and say, okay, how did I fail? Mm -hmm. What could I have done differently? Right. And how am I gonna change it going forward? Right. And not letting that just simmer and ruin your trajectory going forward right, and paralyze you yeah yeah hit the wrong road fast you can hit the right one and then he makes he made a big emphasis on count your successes mm -hmm. don't just ignore those because we tend to emphasize our failures and minimize our successes so it should be the opposite correct so right. i really liked that and it had it just reminded me of that some of the things that you said 
So I like that. Just making a concerted effort to think about what did I do right. well today and emphasizing those things. Right. And 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 even when you're setting goals and you're creating your action plans, it's definitely better to build them on the positive versus the mm -hmm. negative. Yes. And it should be a um, instead of a stop action, like um, I'm going to stop scrolling. Just say I'm going to keep my social media to 30 minutes a day, no more, no less. Um, so if the more positive you are, mm -hmm. again, it's just injecting that intentionality into everything you're doing. And and truly, it becomes a habit. I like that. And even with the weight loss, um, just taking even small changes yeah. to, you know, right. a few years ago, I decided I was going to stop drinking soda. Uh -huh. Not that I had a huge problem with soda, but it was just something that I felt like, okay, I think I can give this up yeah. and not affect my life that uh -huh. much. And so I did. I just stopped drinking soda. And I haven't had a soda, I couldn't even tell you, the right. last time. Right. You know, And I don't miss it. No, it's you like, don't miss it. You know, so Same it's things sugar, like right. that, just small changes that you could make to yeah. benefit your health or benefit your business or what have you, that if you just make a little step in the right, right direction, instead right. of look getting overwhelmed with oh i have so yeah. much to accomplish yeah. i have to lose all this weight or i need to make all these calls yeah. just take it down to a bite size Chunk. piece that yeah. that you can accomplish and feel that success yeah that is it uh, it's absolutely it in a nutshell I love that. Yeah, thanks so much. This That's, is good. It's not rocket science. Yeah, no, it's just not. a lot of. It's been a lot of trial and error, and yes. and I feel like that's what this whole crazy business is. It's awesome. Yes, it's amazing. Even the fails, you, it doesn't work for me. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of noise out there in the space. Yes. I, I mean, I know what my weak, my strengths and weaknesses are. My social media is not one of them. There's so <laughs> much noise in that space, but you just gotta. Ha you have to really find your lane and stay in it, I think. And so what is your lane when it comes to coaching? What are the people that you really enjoy helping in your in your coaching business? Yeah, so um, it's funny. Um, my, I can coach anybody who was, I was there. So I love to talk um, to couples or single divorced women mm -hmm. who have school-age kids who are in the busiest season of their lives and making a budget or checking their budget or, or tackling their financial goals, paying off debt is the last thing on their mind, but probably the highest stressor in their mm. life. Um, I've been there with, you know, two, two working parents, kids in daycare, who's on first, who's on second, living out of the dryer, eating cereal <laughs> for dinner. Uh, building a budget was the last thing on my mind. Yeah. Tracking it was non-existent. So um, I understand that. And so I really like to, to, to work with those people or um, the super complicated situations like irregular income and you're not managing it while you're eating mm -hmm. steak one month and ramen the next and you're charging it and we got to get out of the cycle, right? Um, okay. I love the, the, with my wealth management background, I come at everything from a financial planning standpoint for an overall financial picture. And so um, I, I love to go into not just your pain point, but mm. everything around it, because I feel like that's all tied in. I like that. Thank you. You are a great friend and oh, an awesome coach. I love you so I much. Love Thank you. I'm so glad that you were in my network. Thank you. Glad you that too. we met over tacos. There that are day. no mistakes. <laughs> there are, no, there are mistakes. no mistakes. You're right. So tell our listeners and viewers how they can find you. Thanks so much. So I am at www.sagerfinancialcoaching.com. 
or um, my cell phone, which is also on Google, is 678-517-8343. I am happy to talk to anybody about any pain point you might be having financially. Um, now, how do you spell Sager? Sager is S-A-G-E-R. So SagerFinancialCoaching.com. And then do you have an email address? Yes, it's Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E at SagerFinancialCoaching.com. And we'll also put that in the show notes Thank you for so anyone much. that I might be interested. Thank you so much. And I'm Lindsay Klein with Sakline, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. Uh, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. I would be honored and humbled anyone that needs bookkeeping services to see if I can help you. Thank you so much for joining me thank today. Thank you for Christine. having this me. This has been awesome. It has been awesome. Thank you, Lindsay. And thank you to all the listeners and viewers out there who joined us today. Until next time, thank you so much. Have a great day. By the Books is presented by Sakline. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Sakline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit sakline.com or email info at sakline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.